Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two. All right, let's head down Matagorda Way and let's check in with our good friend, Captain Tommy Alexander. Tommy Boy Alexander, what's up this morning, bud? Oh, Mickey, what is up? That's kind of <laughs> early, isn't it? <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, you fished the tournament all day yesterday, and uh, boy, yeah. the wind wasn't your friend yesterday. My God, that was so bad. Man. You know, so... When we left yesterday, I was, uh, I was boat 31. And, uh, so, I mean, I had 30 boats in front of me, but there was like a hundred and something. So I, it was a pretty decent number. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I don't, I think, I don't even remember what it was. 108 or 110, something like that people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 31 is not too bad, you know, but, uh, it was 30 in front of me anyway. It wasn't pulling that hard. You know, when they, they let us go, it's like 630 on the dot. Right. And uh, they they started calling numbers. Well, it was blowing maybe, I don't know, eight or ten. And everybody took off. And I had a long run. I was running from where they let us go from. I was running, like, pretty far. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know exactly how many miles, but I was a pretty good run. I was going to a long ways, other end of the lake. Anyway, so we took off. And uh, I hit the main lake. And, I mean, I was running 60, 62, 60, 62 to 65 right down the main lake in the morning. Mm -hmm. So it was a little choppy. I mean, you could you had to have both hands on the wheel, but but it wasn't bad. I mean, you could still run, you know, right. 60 miles an hour or better and uh, ran to where I was going. But, man, I got there, and with, I don't know, within an hour of fishing, I could feel it. You know, it started blowing into that cove I was in. And it got worse and worse and huh. all those big old, all those big, uh, uh, what you call it, trees. I could hear them. They could, I was back in the cove, but I could hear those trees just started, you know, you could see them and hear them going back and right. forth. You didn't hear the trees when they get to going. And I mean, I started seeing like limbs fall oh, and wow. uh, tree branches falling in the woods. And I was like, my goodness, <laughs> it was, it was getting bad, you know? And so I, I, I finally decided I was going to move. I finally had fished that. I caught some good fish in that first spot, and I stayed there for a pretty long time. I, 
I didn't leave that first cove until like 10 o'clock or maybe 11. So I left that cove, I guess you'd call it a cove, almost a finger. It's pretty big. And uh, I'm idling out and I take off and it's still smooth though in there, but I knew I could hear the wind, you know, I just didn't know exactly how bad it was. But anyway, I took off and I'm running down that finger and it's calm in there and I'm running like 50, you know I mean? It's calm. It's just got little ripples, but I'm running like 50. Well, when I hit the lake, I knew I was hitting the main lake, but you know, I, I just, it just it, you couldn't see it really. There was a big point right there. And I, I come out around that main lake and I turn and as soon as I come around uh -oh. that corner, I, mean, I was doing about 50. And when I come around that corner, it it went from like three inch waves to like four footers. Boy. <laughs> I hit, I hit one of the, I turned that <laughs> corner and hit a four footer doing like 50. And I mean, it was like instantaneous let off the gas. And I was like, good Man. God. I took a big old wave and got, got my, got everything wet, all my glasses. Cause I came out crossways, you know? Right. And I mean, it was just weird. You couldn't even hardly see it the way that point was. Right. It just, it, it, you couldn't even see it. It just, it went from a couple inch waves to four footers. Which you call and, uh, turning so, the corner right there, buddy. Well, I mean, <laughs> so I slowed her down. I backed her on off and I got all the way around the corner, got out into the main lake. And I mean, it, I don't know how big a waves exactly were. I don't want to say, you know, because people always say, you know, it might be bigger than they are, but I know it was bad. Yeah, I know that I had to run back at least five miles in straight into it down the middle of that lake because the way it was blowing, you couldn't get on the bank really and hide. It was blowing right, right. down the lake, running, blowing so, right down the pipe, right down the pipe. And uh, I trimmed her down and, and I ran. I was running about 17 miles an hour. It's all I could do. Mm -mm. And every now and then you'd take one over the bow. And get you all wet. I had to run a few miles, like I don't know, four or five miles, just like that. It was well, bad. How was your fishing? Did you did you do any good? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a check. Uh, I oh, did did real awesome. good. Well, good. Yeah, got a. Well, I don't even know what it was. Like tenth place out of a hundred and something, but they That's paid awesome. twenty places. Yeah, right. Yeah, they paid like twenty places. So, uh, did pretty good. I had. I had 16 pounds is what I weighed in. And my big fish was right at six pounds. And I missed the cut of they paid first and second big bass. And I think I had maybe third or fourth place big bass. I was right. I missed a check on that one by barely. My six pounder was a few ounces short. You know, the guy, I think the guy that won the tournament only had two fish. Really? He he, there was a guy. Boys, yeah, there was. Huh? Yeah, a guy weighed in like a ten, a ten four, and an eight six, or something like that. Good lord! He had like nineteen pounds with two fish. Man, and that's who I think that's the guy that won it. I'm pretty sure he was the one that ended up winning it. Yeah, but uh, they were because they were talking about how they've never in all that tournament director never in all that year, all that many years, seen somebody win win one of those with two fish. I'm telling you, <laughs> that was like a you know a thing. I haven't either. I mean, all the tournaments that I've fished, I've fished a lot of tournaments. I've never seen somebody win a bass tournament with two fish. Amazing. But yeah, he had he had two toads. He had a, I think it was a ten eight and a, and a eight something. Yeah. Because it was like nineteen pounds with two fish. Yeah, that's uh, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Yeah.
Yeah. But, uh, but no, I, I did well. I caught a lot of fish. I just try, kept trying to cull up that last. I just couldn't get the last one cull. And I was right there. I mean, the winter was 19 and I was 16 something. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, Boy, we were all just the got one more good bite to cull a fish. One more cull. Yeah. That's what I kept trying okay. to do. I would cause the top, the whole top 10 were right there within two pounds or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just needed to cull that one. I had one, my, my fifth fish was, was a barely a keeper. That's the one I needed to cull. Right. It was, you know, I don't even remember what it weighed, but it, it it's, you know, in Conroe, they got to be 16 inches and it was right. like 16 and a quarter. Mm-hmm. That was my small fish. That was the one I kept trying to cull. And I just couldn't do it. Everything I kept catching after that and see the wind picked up on me and then all my spots, you know, I, it just got tough fishing. Luckily, I caught what I caught early because it just got tougher and tougher. Yeah, that wind really came up. It came up. Uh, yeah. Well, they were calling for it, but I didn't think it'd come up that early in the day as it did. You know. I know. And when I when I left, kind of I tried to go. Flow. Even I thought in my head, I thought my second spot was going to be protected mm-hmm. because of the way it was. It, but it was blowing so hard that I couldn't even fish it, even though it was kind of protected. It still was, it was going south too hard up to there. It was like kind of south southeast, I think. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was it was almost due south. Yeah, right. It was real close to due south. It might have had a touch of east in it. It was blowing right off the dam, almost straight towards the bridge. I mean, mm-hmm. just pretty much right down that lake. Not good from where I was. Anyway, I I couldn't hardly tell. All I saw was white caps. It makes for a gnarly boat ride, man. <laughs> oh man, that was that was uh that was probably the worst boat ride I've had in my bass boat. I've had worse boat rides in my Haney, but right. <laughs> uh yeah, that was probably yeah, West Matagorda Bay I've had some worse ones. Boy, West Matagorda Bay can get yeah. gnarly. Whoa boy. Yeah, that's the worst ones I've had in my life are from West Matagorda Bay. But as far as a lake goes, I had one on Sam Rayburn one time that was real bad, and then this one that was it was definitely yeah. in the top two or three worst I had right it wasn't real pleasant, mm-hmm. but yeah, that second spot I went, I just couldn't even fish it, even though it was kind of protected, it still was too much, so I ended up going way up a creek, you know to get out of the wind and uh and it was okay, I just don't it wasn't where I really wanted to be. You know, and I ended up catching like three bass up there, but they just weren't, they wouldn't cull out what I had. They wouldn't cull my smallest one. But you had to get somewhere away from it, you know, out of the wind. Mm -hmm. But you can always do that on these lakes, like, especially like Conroe. I mean, I can take you, so it can be blowing 40 and I can take you somewhere and you won't know it's blowing 40. It might not be where you want to fish, but you can fish. Right. But uh, it started. Oh, I caught a couple catfish. <laughs> <laughs> the the best bite I had of the day was a catfish that smoked my crankbait. Goodness, I mean, I had a catfish that lit that crankbait up. It almost jerked the rod out of my hand. It, it hit so <laughs> hard that soon as it hit, I set the hook and I started reaching for my net because it, I knew it was a big one. It just it just it crushed it so hard. I was like, oh, my God, it's a giant. And I was trying to get the net, and then it ended up being a catfish. 
Then I had another catfish about an hour later that smoked my spinnerbait, and it, it actually ruined my spinnerbait. I couldn't even use that spinnerbait anymore. I had to throw it away. Bend it up. Just totally ruined it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was totally ruined it. What did you catch most of your good fish on? I would say the spinnerbait didn't, did the, the top, the two biggest ones. Mm-hmm. My, my six-pounder and my four-pounder were both on spinnerbaits. And then good, uh, after good that, good tool this was, time of year. Oh man, this time of year, I don't, I don't go anywhere without a spinnerbait. Were you throwing like you a uh, double blade, single blade, Colorado? Yeah, I was throwing a double. What? I was throwing a double willow leaf. Double willow leaf, yeah. Okay. Double willow leaf, yep. Uh, double willow leaf and a three-eighths ounce double willow leaf, <clears throat> and just slow rolling it, but you know, just. Get on the edges of the, you know, those fish, a lot of them are on beds. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of them are still transitioning, I think. Right. You know, because that that six-pounder I caught, she was in about five or six foot of water. I didn't see her. You know, I, she wasn't up on the bed yet. She was in, Unless she might have been on a bed in five or six foot of water, I'm not sure. But I, I couldn't see her. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> she was out off of it a little bit. Now, I found a lot of fish on beds. I caught actually two of the keepers I caught. I did. I saw them and caught them. Uh, but majority of the fish that I saw on the beds and that I saw were small. You know, they were little, little one, two pounders. Right. I saw lots of two pounders swimming around <clears throat> up shallow. You know, real shallow. I mean, like in six inches of water. That's what Richard was so, saying yesterday morning when I talked to him. He's seeing a lot of small ones like the males. You know, yeah, in there on the beds, real shallow, real shallow. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean, I saw. You know, you'll get excited because you're looking up there and you see movement. You know, the first thing you see is movement, and you think, "Oh, there's one, there's one." You know, and you start really looking, but then every time, almost almost every time, it was a small one, little ones. You know, twelve, fourteen yeah. inches. Dang. <clears throat> and then every now and then, I found that one. That was like a little over three. I I found that one that was, I think it was three and a half. And I saw her and I started, I started pitching to her and she didn't eat. She didn't want to eat. I messed with her for about 30 minutes before I caught her, but I did finally catch her or him. And and it was about three and a half pounds. Yeah. And, uh, but, and then I saw another, I did see one that was probably five or six pounds but it was just cruising. It wasn't on a bed. I just saw her cruising yeah. and I tried, kept trying to flip to her and she just kept leaving me. Like I couldn't even keep up with her. She was just going down the bank. Right. Looking you know, for but tons of small ones. your lure. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. But the small ones, man, they're, they're, they're mad. Those little males, most of them, I don't care. You flip something in front of them and they're oh, eating Oh yeah. I jump on. I mean, they jump on it. So if you wanted to All catch, right. you know, two pounders, you could catch a lot of them. Let me jump on this commercial break right quick. Hang on, Tommy. I'll be right back to you, buddy. Hang with me. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everyone about the Belleville Meat Market located right in downtown Belleville. They're just a short drive from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. Go downtown, look for the big white sign, and their processing facility and meat market are right next door to one another. And this week... They're double featuring their green onion pecan smoke sausage and habanero 
pecan smoked sausage. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available and on special. Their homemade hot dogs, original or with cheddar cheese. You buy two, you get the third free. And fresh ground beef, this is every day at the Belleville Meat Market when you buy in bulk 10 pounds or more, just $3.59 a pound. And their wild game processing this year, they're making their Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home, you know, from your hunt the whole family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville is celebrating 41 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. And welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 519 here in the Bayou City. All right. All right, Tommy, we're back. We're back, huh? Yeah, it looks like I was reading something during the break. It looks like we're going to maybe this no November of this year we'll get to bet on this daylight or vote. I say bet. Well, it is a bet when you vote nowadays. But, no, well, uh, yeah. vote on this uh, – uh, Senate Bill 2329 to uh, keep the time change just like it is right now. And uh, uh, okay. like Arizona and, and Hawaii have. You just have I got the same it. time like it is. year-round. Yeah, because yes. it changed last night, right? Yes. Yeah, that's why you're okay. up so early. Okay. That's why 
Yeah, because it springs forward, right? Right. It springs forward and then come yeah. fall, we'll fall back. But uh, hopefully we don't have to do that again. We can just leave it like it is. And it's been a hot topic for over 100 years. Yeah, no, I've always heard them talking about it let my whole people, life. You know, let us, the people, decide. Let us vote. So And so everybody's going to vote on which one they want? Is that what they're going to do? Yeah, or just vote right. On what? I got you. Huh. Yeah, I got you. Yep, I knew they started it. Uh, I knew it was going back tonight because they start the Tuesday night tournaments this Tuesday. And they always yeah, start the Tuesday that, night that, tournaments. They got right that after more daylight the evenings, yeah. Uh-huh. That's when they, all the lakes that have their Tuesday nights, went Thursday nighters, all that stuff, they always start it that week after this this next week after they change it. Mm-hmm. Yep, so that stuff, that'll be starting all this week, and it goes on, you know, for most of the year. Right. But, yeah, it was a good day. I mean, overall, it was a good day. Can't complain. I wish I could have called that last one up, and I might have won the thing, but. Hey, all you, know, you asked for is to have a chance. You were in the hunt. That's, you know. Yeah, like I was definitely. Do. As, long, as long as you're in the game and you got a shot at it, that's all That's all you can ask for. Yep. <clears throat> I just couldn't believe God had two fish and weighed, you know, almost 19, or 19 pounds or something. It's crazy. That's pretty incredible. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's pretty uh that's Lord, pretty crazy. I don't added three more fish to that. He'd had a heck of a sack, man. Oh man, if yeah. I mean, he'd have had over thirty pounds. Sure. You know? More than likely. I mean, because they gotta be about a three pounder just to be a keeper on Conroe. Now no it. So three more keepers would have been nine pounds. Yeah. So that you know, he'd been have been 20, right at thirty. Twenty eight to twenty nine pounds. Yeah. That's with three more barely keepers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was definitely windy. Is it windy this morning? Is it still oh, windy? Yeah, it's cranking. It's still cranking. Is it? Yeah, we got that front coming in, and it's going to be northeast. You know, kind of north northeast tonight, real hard, and tomorrow. Tomorrow looks like a okay. uh, blowout. I don't think I'll be going fishing tomorrow. What's it blowing today? South still uh no it's kind of south southwest now it was due south most of the time during the night it went a little more kind of south southwest uh right but now it's you know, it's, yeah it's uh 17 to 29 you know 18 to 22 just you know it's it's cranking pretty good i know it was a lot higher than that i think last <coughs> night uh i checked it at one time around 10 o'clock and it was gusting over 30 at eagle point Oh, fun. Yeah. I'm supposed to fish in Matagorda on Wednesday. Right. And and then I have we've got our 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 last regular season of the high school bass tournament is this next weekend. So we'll be traveling up there. That's the limestone tournament. <clears throat> yeah. That's right. And that's that's our last one of the season, and then they'll if we make regionals, which I think we will. I think we yeah, would have to. Yeah, sitting pretty good right now. Huh? Yeah, we would have to zero in this next tournament. And even then, we still might make regionals, but we would still have to. We would have to definitely zero if we yeah. catch just one keeper. I'm pretty sure we're in. But uh, that's this next weekend. 
Yeah, I think so, there's another front uh, next Friday or so. I know. That's what I'm worried about because we're way up north. You know, limestone's pretty far north. Yeah, I don't know what there. it's going to be doing up there. That's up there where I grew up in the summertime on summer vacation staying with my grandmother. She lived in Grosbeck. I spent a lot of time yeah. up there during the summer. <clears throat> I wish it's pretty had far north. limestone back then. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The only lake we had, well, we either went to the river and fished or we went to uh, Lake Parker, you know, Fort Parker. Fishing wasn't that good in that right. lake. That was mostly a hangout for kids, swimming and stuff like that. Yeah. And I've never been on limestone either. This, I don't know what it's, I don't know much about it. So I heard I'll it's just a pretty good to... lake. You know, they, I mean, it's no uh, Conroe or Rayburn or, Toledo be yeah. anything like that, but they, they catch good <clears throat> fish on that lake. Well, it was really, really low for a long time, and then it just came up like four or five feet in the last month. So that tells me it could be muddy. You know, when the lake comes up four or five feet real quick, a lot of times it's muddy. Right. You know, it, it gets muddy. I, it might be cleared up, though, you know, by the time we get up there next week. Sure. I don't know. So I'm going to be, I'll be fishing saltwater Wednesday and then Thursday. As soon as I finish that, we're headed, headed up there. Right. Is it a one day deal just Saturday or what? It's a, well, it's Friday, Saturday. It's always, they're always two days, Friday, Saturday yeah. deals. Friday, yeah, everybody's going to hit practice. Uh, Friday. It's showing a morning cold front, which it'll already be through up there, but, uh, Northwest 15 to 25, and then Saturday, northeast 5 to 15. That's in our area here, the Houston area. So mm. it's going to be a little cooler, 45, so it'll probably be around 39 or 40 for a low up there. I swear it can be 80 degrees for two weeks straight, <laughs> and soon as you have, especially the high school tournaments. Those, I, I swear. To death on Livingston last Jesus. <laughs> Every high school tournament is just seems like it's. It's just always something. <laughs> I mean, we cannot, the whole season, we haven't had a, a good weather high school tournament yet this season. There's been something. It's either been howling wind or it's been freezing. Everyone. Right. It seems like if there's one, every time the cold front always hits right on the high school tournament. It's crazy how that works out. Yes, it is. And yeah, it's pretty far north. I mean, I, I looked at the map and it's, I mean, it's another 80 miles north of Conroe, so. Yeah, you just run on up 45, man. Yep. Somewhere up there, exit. Exit and yeah, go left. Like Buffalo grows back exit. Ain't is that what out. it is? Yeah. Well, that's the way I used to go to my grandmother's. And then how far, I wonder how far that lake is from the highway. I didn't... Well, it's right. It's supposed to be right there close to, to grows back, so it's pretty good ways from the highway. Okay. Gotcha. I got all I'll have to figure it all out. That'll be my Rose next plan. Bay, I go Kasi, Mahia, all that. Or the old timers back then call it my hair. You gotta go to my hair. My hair. Yeah, they don't have any around here. We gotta <clears> go to my hair. I'll start making my plans for that probably tomorrow or the next day. I I got I go from one tournament plans to the next. Well, you're <laughs> staying busy. You're doing what you love to do, man. Fishing both worlds, fresh and salt. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely, it's tiring though. Oh, it is. It's, well, you're young. 
I ain't had Man. You get up my age, you won't be wanting to do that anymore. You won't be quite as gung-ho. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that switching gear stuff is definitely what gets you. You know, you, It is. You drive two hours, and then you, you get all in this one gear, and you, you're mentally you're mentally doing one thing, and then you got to completely change and, and drive a couple hours back and, and change all, you know, everything. Yeah, it'd be like me on, you know, where I live you know, east of town over here in Chambers County, driving to Matagorda every day to go fishing. That'll make a werewolf out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Do that for like two or three days in a row and then, yeah. and then drive and then drive somewhere else and, and totally switch species of fish. Yeah. Go home and unhook the saltwater boat and then hook on to yeah. a bass boat and head. To That's the right. Yeah. Yeah. Another and put up all, you know, drive. leave all your bass rods where <laughs> and get all your saltwater rods. Yeah, that's kind of what it's like. Well, It'd be like that oil that. while you got the energy to do it, Tommy. It'll keep you young anyway, man. Keep you moving. But that's a good job, man. You did good. That's uh, I just hate the wind came up like it did, man. That's I bet uh, there was a lot of people had some nasty boat rides yesterday. I was thinking oh about yeah, that, watching that wind come up. Boy, that ain't good. Yeah, there was uh there was one guy I talked to that had a ranger, and he had to cross the lake crossways he was on the other side so i luckily i got to kind of go right into him Mm. but he had to come across it crossways and uh he broke his windshield he i was looking at it he cracked put a big crack right all the way through his windshield where he he took one kind of over the side and smoked his windshield well better the waves did instead of his head doing it yeah yeah well, I've known guys I mean, you, that hit you, their head, you know, on the windshield and broke their windshield and got a concussion from it. Oh yeah, I mean, and that shows you how hard that water is is hitting oh, your boat. Yeah. You know, it, it it'll break your windshield. You know, it's it's got you some pressure. How tough these boats are boats are built. I've had boat rides where I got to the dock and I I'd pull the plug on my boat. And I said, "Well, my build, I got to have water in the hole. I had to split this thing open. Surely it's got yeah. a split in it." But it's yeah. not, boy. It's that fiberglass, man. The way they build them in the China, the way they chine them out, it's strong stuff, yep. man. That's when I first come around that corner and I went like airborne <laughs> and hit one sideways at like fifty. I mean, I, I hit it can't. hard. I thought in my head, I thought, man, I'm I'm about to just crack this sucker. Ouch. <laughs> I mean, it hit hard. But yeah, no problem. Well, you need to get some They're of those. Tough. uh those high dollar seats in there, those air ride shock seats. Air ride, yeah. Yeah, that air ride. Stuff. Well, and I'll tell you, they're not as comfortable as air rides, but those bass boat seats are pretty amazing. Are they? I mean, the, these new bass boats, oh, yeah, these new seats that come in these new ones, they are very comfortable. See, that's what I don't think they're quite air shock. Sitting down in that rough water, man. I'm used to being able to stand up behind a console, you know? Yeah. But it's it's pretty nice. I mean, you just sit there and it's comfortable. It doesn't, it doesn't. I don't know. I feel like it doesn't. Maybe it's because the seats are real comfortable, but it yeah, doesn't, it doesn't like jar you. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. You just kind of cool. sit there and hold on. All right, Tommy. Yeah. I got to run. I'm out of time already. But if somebody wants to call you and uh, go fresh or salt, you identify as both. How do they get a hold of you, man? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, they can, uh, get me on Facebook under Tommy Alexander or my cell phone number is nine, seven, nine, seven, oh, nine, 
8242. Yeah, in baseball, we'd call you a switch hitter. It goes both ways. Switch hitter. That's right. You got it, dog. Exactly right. All right, Tommy. Hey, rest them up. Love them both. All right. See you, man. All right. Take it easy, man. Thanks. All right. Later. All right. Later. All right. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 536 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to G-Town. Check in on the wind down at Tiki Island. Plog you up and Adam, bud. What's up, man? Me and Kenny sitting here listening to you. Uh oh, Kenny, right here. What's up, Kenny? Not much, Mick. How you been, bud? Oh, it's it's all been good, man. It's good in the hood, brother. I hear you. We're fixing to get out of here. We're synchronizing our watches because we don't really know what time it is. It don't matter. Well, I went with him and his guy yesterday, which I don't normally do. But I said, man, if I don't go fishing, I'm going to go to the gym. And I didn't feel like going to the gym, so we went fishing. <laughs> and I moved my guy from Monday, from tomorrow to today, because tomorrow's out. <clears throat> yeah. So, I write about all this spring break stuff, and I'm dead center, ground zero in it. Yeah, I thought you were retired till spring break's <laughs> over. No, I'm just retired from being smart. I'm just stupid. <laughs> hey, but... <laughs> Kenny caught him a big one yesterday, buddy. I mean, like a real one. Well, that's good. It's about time, one of y'all. As many hours you got in it, man. There's, I, I heard there's big girl beatdowns on every street corner. I can't believe y'all aren't catching seven, eight pounders every cast. Well, we ain't <laughs> good at these guys. I was standing right by Kenny, and I said, man, he said, this is a real one. And our, our guy, what was wrong with catching? Was he really sick yesterday or something? Yeah, something was wrong with our guy. He's sick. He's kind of like in the boat. And, right. Uh, he just caught a couple of fish. And I walked over there, and me and King looked at her and turned her loose. And it wasn't eight, Mick, but it wasn't twinkie shy of it. Seven and a half for sure. It scared the heck out of eight, huh? That's a good fish, man. This day and age, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, we don't carry stringers. We don't walk around with our phones slow-mo. We ain't got... Ten rods sticking up and all that crap around your neck. We got nothing. And the boat was over there. And, you know, we're not going to, you know, we ain't walking out of stuff like that to go 
slow-mo, take pictures, and drag the fish around and kill it. Right. So we let it go, but you know I know what they weigh. Kenny knows what they weigh. Oh, yeah. Y'all caught enough to know. I've uh, I've stood next to Kenny and watched him catch some big ones one day. I remember that day me and him and Pete went over to Sabine. We we rolled up some toads that day. Jeez. Right. It was cold that morning, though, wasn't it, Kenny? Freezing and cold, had ice in the boat. Man. Well, we left Baytown. It wasn't that cold. We got over there and go, man, we didn't bring enough gear. No. I froze to death till 10 o'clock. Remember, we only had one boat on the bay, and you had to come up there and mess with us. Remember that? Remember that guy pulled in? Yep, I couldn't Uh, believe it. One boat. We seen one boat all day, and you had to pull in on us and get out. Yeah. (laughs) He watched. He watched the show. He didn't he have did. any corkies. <laughs> no. yeah, What'd you catch that fish on yesterday, Kenny? Caught him on a top dog. Top dog. Sheep up. Sheep up. Sheep up. Yeah. What we'll color? Silver with a chartreuse top. That'll do it. <laughs> Those fish are all shallow, Mickey. Everything. Now look. He ain't going to catch a 70-pound stringer. No. Fish are shallow. I mean, like shallow, shallow. Yeah, that fish was less than need to eat. Caught it, and uh, I threw back in there after I caught that fish and had another one get on it. He didn't, she didn't get the hook, so, but had another one get on it. Right. I think we ended up catching like nine trout yesterday and a red. Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was decent fishing for what we had. Hey, that's worth the effort just getting up and going and catch fish like that in this day and age. Oh, that's I don't awesome. think you want to go. Hey, if he wouldn't have caught that fish, I probably would have told Mike just, I wouldn't have said nothing. But right. We're standing in a few like that. But we had, he had that big bite. We had some bites all real quick right there. And mm-hmm. they were all like good. <laughs> that's why I told Mike, I said, come on, man. We, we got to go do this. You don't right. get that opportunity. Very often. You know, around here, at least where you know you're throwing, you're throwing where there's something that's big. Sure. We ain't, guess, we ain't guessing this time. Now, they may all swim off, but we know where something is anyway. Well, you got an idea. You know what to do when you get in there. That'll make it even better. Yeah, we didn't know your thing. We ain't fishing here. We ain't been in there since last year. Right. We didn't know that was there. Yeah. It looked good. There's a lot of bait everywhere, Mickey. All the bait's shallow. We went down on Sun Flat. It was dead as a hammer. And then you look in there toward the shore. And say, man, there's some bottles in there. So we walked in there, and all the bait was in there real shallow, knee deep. Mm-hmm. We didn't get any bites. We had a couple bites, a couple redfish bites. The water was, what, 77 when we came in? 77 when we came in. Isn't that something? Yeah, Early yeah. March. Early March, 77-degree water. Well, it's gonna cool down this week. You know, we got two fronts this week. That'll that'll probably cool it down a few degrees. Yeah, this is a poor week for fishing, Mickey. This is this sticks to be unless you're a sheep man, sheephead man. It it ain't, it ain't looking too good. No. Even a sheep man may turn over out there. <laughs> the sheep man may jump upside down. <laughs> <laughs> You know, years back, you look back on it, and it, we never hit 70 till almost May. I know. Remember? Yeah. 
Waders come off first of May. That's when I used to take them off when the water temperature was up, 73, 74. We're at 77 right now. We ain't close to May. Nope. Hey, we fished everything so shallow yesterday that we didn't wear no slickers. You know, everybody burnt their arms up. So, Kenneth, man, I fried my – and I just pushed my sleeves up. So I got me like a trucker thing, except it's only about halfway up my arm. My arm there you go. I fried, them, I fried them playing golf the other day, man. But now I refried them. I think you'd burn up walking around with a slicker yesterday. Yeah, you probably would have had. That was uh, it was warm yesterday. That pumping south wind, man. It, uh, you know, up on where I'm at on high ground, it got it got pretty warm. It was nice weather. I like it that way. But it blew. I think it was windier up there where y'all on the high ground. It blew here now. It was 18, 19, but I think it was windier up there where y'all were at. Oh, it was. I mean, it was 25 plus all afternoon, all night. It's actually laid down a little this morning compared to what it was during the middle of the night. It was cranking. It's supposed to come down through the morning, and then whenever it switches or whatever, but we ain't staying that long. You know, Mike ain't going to – he's getting older. He ain't going to stay very long. Plus, no one watching that golf tournament. Yep. Got to see a hole in one yesterday. Old Scotty, man, he's uh, he hung tough. He, shot a sixty-five. Should have shot hey, a sixty-four. You, man, how much respect I have for that guy? And I don't know. You may have turned it off, so I still had it on because I can't stand Brandle. I just want to look at him to make sure I don't like him. And uh, of course, you saw all the day talking about. Well, well, Scotty goes back out to the practice range for what, like an hour? Yeah. And I walked outside doing something. I walked back in there, and the sun is setting. That dude's been up since 4 o'clock in the morning playing golf. <clears throat> He's out there signing autographs for kids when the sun's going down. Now, that's a yep. real dude right there. Yeah, because he that's- had to uh, finish his second round and then start his third round yesterday. He had a long day. He played 26 holes, Mick, and he's out there at dark signing autographs for them kids. Now, you got to take your hat off somebody like that. Yeah, he's he's a good, good guy from what I hear. But you called it. You called him three years ago. You told me, you said, you better watch this guy. Well, Sean had, uh, Sean had kind of filled me in with him, and then I got to watching him. You know, he came in right behind Spieth, and him and Spieth were, you know, they're both Texas products. I mean, they're Texas mm-hmm. boys. They're they're awesome golfers. Yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a fun tournament day. I don't know. Uh, I think it's supposed to be a little bit win. Hey, yesterday was, if you want to score, yesterday was the day to do it. Well, yeah, that rain, I, I knew the scores were going to go low because those greens softened up with that all that rain they got on that rain delay. And, uh, man, they were throwing darts. I mean, man, how, but, how good are them guys, man? Oh, I think, man, I better hit that thing 113. That ought to get it close. I mean, they're like dialed the, in. I mean, they they're, can, Every club in their bag, they know just how much to swing for what yardage they want. You know, whether to swing 80%, 70%, or 90%, really step on it. And, uh, you know, they're good. Yeah, you hear them talking to their caddies, man, and they're like, they're they're discussing a yard and a half difference from what, you know, okay, well, I think you need another yard and a half right there. So, yeah, I think you're right. Man, I can't even get it on the green. Much less a yard and a half. Yeah, don't uh, don't choke down on as much. You know, hit a full club. Those guys, and Sean included, those guys are they're unbelievable, dude. They are special talent. 
wish we could fish that good. <laughs> They're damn near as good as at golf as we are at fishing. <laughs> man, I don't know, man. We used hey, to we just got to have product, man. I mean, you got to have something to work with and fish for. We got to have product. Well, we ain't as good as we used to be, but you know what? We make up for just sheer number of days going and working at it. You know, That's sooner or later, work will, work will, if you work hard enough, good things will happen. Well, just between me and you and the lamppost, I'm glad I don't have to go like I used to. I used to hit man. it hard, man. I just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying life like it is. I think you should, bro. We, hey, what's that old saying? I've been there. I've been to that fair. I got that t-shirt and I wore it and I'm going home. That's it. <laughs> I got it. But we still have from and it's okay, McKinney. You know, you, uh, you adjust to what it is and it's, you know, it's not terrible fishing. You going to stand there and catch a 60 pound stringer? Probably not. But we can sure go maybe catch a good one today. Yeah, well, I'd like to see y'all back to back that. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> How often you know that don't happen like it used to, man? But no, you know. but I remember all those days we we wouldn't even sleep at night, man. We'd uh, we just. Didn't even, couldn't get any trips and didn't care if we had a trip as long as we had enough money to get our gas and, and get to the spot. Pop hey, away. There was a lot of days that you and I didn't have enough money to get gas to get to the spot. But well, we, we were robbing out. Peter to pay Paul and just get enough to get there. And we'd worry about getting home after we got through fishing. If uh, we caught the- enough, I'd say, well, I'm, surely I can trade somebody a box of fish for some gasoline. <laughs> hey, we home. traded them. Traded fish for a lot. Hey, you ought to get out some of them pictures someday and put them out there and show them. This is before big girl beatdown days. Before you couldn't get no trip, people was laughing at us. Yeah. That's beat down big girl season. Y'all throw some of them pictures out there. No. I I wish I had. do wish I'd have had my phone because we don't carry them. I would like to took a picture of Kenny's fish. It was a beautiful fish. Awesome. Hey, we look at that boat. Hey, dude, you got your stringer. He said, I ain't got my stringer. You got your phone. So, catcher, actually, our guy was still fishing at that time. So, hey, dude, you got your phone. Most time, your old customer, he wades around with his phone. And yeah. This guy didn't have a phone. So, we just, he just, Kenny said, I ain't dragging it over there, man, killing this fish. Turn it loose. Yeah. You go to well, dragging around and doing all that stuff, you're going to kill that fish, man. Well, I'm proud of Kenny. He turned it loose. That way somebody can catch it with a live croaker this summer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kill it. <laughs> and box it. <laughs> yeah, and box it and put it on there with about nine other pencils. Hey, let me tell you something. You ain't going to get to this fish with no croaker boat. You're going to be a <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that fish ain't going to live in there all year. He's got to go deep as soon as it gets hot. He's got he got to fall off into a gut somewhere. Yeah, he got to fall off in the croaker land, man. He's better <laughs> chance of us stomping around for him than the croaks get on him. Hey, remember that time? I think it was uh, it was uh, at Pepper Point. I was waiting at Cove. You know where that drain comes out of the back back there? Yeah. Well, I waited in there one morning, and I had my customers lined up, and they're throwing out deep, and they're catching like three and four pounders every cast on tails, and I'm. I threw a, I put a super spook on, and I start wading to the back, and I get to back there where that grass is, and that little drain comes out, and 
popped one about seven pounds. Took him off, turned him loose, and I caught another one about five or six. And and the next day, I pulled in there with a party, and I told one of my guys, hey, if you want a big fish, man, there's there's some big fish hanging right in the mouth of that drain back there, way back there, and, you know, wait in there real quiet and put your top water on, you'll get you a big fish. Well, he caught that seven-pounder that I caught. And caught the same he, fish? Same fish. He turns it loose. Well, this fish actually got caught by – I caught it once, and my parties caught it three times. Hey, he looked like he had been been four rounds with with Mike Tyson. He was all scarred up and beat up. And I, Blaine, uh, had a wading trip, and I had a boat trip that fifth day. And I said, "Hey, go to Pepper, man. There's a bunch of fish in there, and there's some big ones in that drain back there in the back. And we catch a seven pounder every day there." Blaine caught that fish, and he strung it. <laughs> oh, there ain't no doubt. I was just going to say, if Fryermood went in there to get him, that fish is dead if he's still there. Fryermood, he met his maker when Blaine caught him. <laughs> we laughed oh. about that. Oh, man. Blaine, what about, what are you going to do with that one? Man, I don't know. We, we need a fish fry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Blaine ain't never going to change. I don't blame him a bit. He's, no, but he's a great fisherman. That guy's he's he's one I fished with them all and he's one of the best, I can tell you that. We've had some fun, man. We was in one of them coves one time. You remember Blaine used to fish that old seventeen strength. Oh had yeah, had, we called it rope back then. It was like throwing it, rope. It was terrible, dude. And he could throw almost all of it off. Man, that day was windy and I was there. And I don't know how many we caught over seven, but a lot. And Blaine catches a big one. I don't think it was nine, maybe eight, twelve, or something like that. And it took him to the knot on that two fifty. He had to walk out in the middle of that cone and go try to get him some line back. Yep, that's when we're throwing the Shimano two fifties. Yeah, he said, "Man, I'm out of line. I better walk out there and get him. That's a good one, man." Hey, man, how about that East Shoreline out. rig, man? That Blaine threw back in the early '80s. It was an Apollo graphite Apollo. rod. Remember, it looked like a broomstick. And he had that big old reel on there, that big die one, not the PMA-10, but he had the PMA-15 with that 17 strand on it. Yeah, he'd yeah put, that big one. Yeah, he'd put a three-quarter ounce spoon on there and wade fish it. He'd throw it a country mile, and he just every time he reeled back, he had a fish on it. Well, you had the first really good jig rod that any of us had. Uh, well, remember we got them skylines, and somebody built you a rod Roland Williams, he was wrapping those skylines from us. We'd go to Marburgers and buy the buy the blank, and uh, then then he started wrapping. He wrapped me a G Loomis, uh, like a seven o three P or whatever it was, seven footer. Yeah, that's that's the one I'm talking about. That that's probably the worst I ever been beat fishing was that day with you with them tails and that rod. <laughs> that, I, I ain't never forgot that. That's been forty years ago. I think I was throwing a strawberry Kelly Wiggler that day with a white tail. I said, look, I'm fixing to get you on this spoon. He said, yeah, you go ahead and throw that spoon and watch this. I think it was like 38 to 6. or It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. But, yeah, you had the first really jig rod that any of us did. I used to have a little old crankbait, uh, a real – well, I had a, a real Gary Loomis. I think it was right. a 602, a little short rod. But yeah, Blaine, he like he had that Apollo. He those three quarter ounce spoons. How many fish we catch on them? Oh man, that was nasty. 
Hey, I just got a text from Sammy Flores. He says, God's still putting a good fish on my line now and then. Y'all quit talking about Blaine. I love all them boys. Sammy, I'm telling you, he's he's caught a couple in his day. I guarantee you, Sammy might not tell you, but the last week when it's been calm, I can promise you, I don't even have to talk to him. He's caught them out there. I know he has, and some good ones too, but he don't ever talk about it. I just got a text from a listener. Here's a question. Said, good morning, captains. Have either of you thrown a Laguna rod, or what rods do you two recommend? Thanks. Dan. No, we haven't thrown a Laguna. I haven't. Have you? No. Yeah. I know what you're throwing. You're throwing a Waterloo. You still throwing a Slam Mag? Ultra Mag? I threw threw the Slam Mag yesterday. I've been throwing a Carver Mag. Yesterday, I threw a Slam Mag. Right. Because the reel on that carbon mag was it got real loose, but uh, and I got some old Andy line that I got out James's boat to refill it with. It's still fishing with still fishing. <laughs> well, I'm not. I don't. I don't show any favoritism. I don't have a rod sponsor anymore, so I'm throwing Castaway, Rod Smith, Hook Spit, and uh, Waterloo. I've got them all. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jimmy does us a good job. I don't think there's nothing wrong with the Laguna Blanks. I don't know who owns the company. I used to know the two boys that started the company. Right. The new brothers? <laughs> yeah, they used to fish with Dana. Their dad used to send them with Dana and Daryl. Right. <laughs> and they duck hunted too, but I don't I don't know who owns it now. Right. But I, I think if I was going to spend my money, and Jimmy does take care of us, and we do work for him, but you know us, if it ain't the best, we ain't going to use it. That's exactly right. I think they're the best. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree. They're awesome. All right, boys. Well, y'all need to go fishing and catch eight pounders every cast. Get on that big girl beat down pattern. Catch some slaunches. Oh yeah, we changed up today. We got three phones. We got uh, Boga grips. We got what? Do we got some things on your head. GoPros. We got y'all better all- leave that stuff in the boat, or you're not. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 